Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you to search the Scriptures with us as we continue to investigate Jesus' favorite topic, the Kingdom of God. We want today to continue our investigation of a highly significant episode in the teaching of the Master Teacher, Jesus of Nazareth. I am referring to the eighth chapter of Luke. In this chapter, we can, so to speak, transport ourselves back some two thousand years and sit at the feet of the Master Teacher, the Rabbi Jesus, who is also the Savior. And we're listening to him here as he addressed a great multitude of people. Luke 8, verse 4. Luke had just told us that Jesus was going about from one city to another, proclaiming and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Luke 8, verse 1. May I just give you a note on these basic words describing the career of Jesus. He was proclaiming what he called the kingdom of God, and he was preaching that same kingdom of God. The first word there in the Greek is a word meaning to herald, or to announce something of public interest, a message that everyone is supposed to hear. A herald tries to get the attention of the audience, and he tries then to impress on them the urgency and importance of what he has to say to them. The second word is the word which means to preach the gospel. In some of our translations that isn't quite clear. We simply have the word preach, where it really should mean to preach the gospel. Jesus wasn't just preaching. He was preaching the gospel or good news. Now, I'm aware that gospel has become a kind of buzzword in some circles today, a word that hardly ever gets defined clearly. But Luke says here that Jesus had a quite specific message, and that message was the news about the kingdom of God, and it was public information. Jesus had earlier said that the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom was actually the reason why God had commissioned him. Luke 4, verse 43. So here, Jesus is carrying out that commission, the one that he'd received as a bearer of the good news of the kingdom of God. Now, the wonderful influence of Jesus is shown in Luke 8, verse 2. We read there of Mary Magdalene, who had undergone an exorcism at the hands of Jesus, and seven demonic spirits had come out of her. One can imagine her gratitude and her enthusiasm for Jesus' ministry. Then there was Joanna, who was married to a high-ranking official in Herod's government, and Susanna gets a notice also. Now, all these were faithful women who were supporting Jesus from their own finances. Luke 8.4 tells us that people were traveling from many different cities to hear this remarkable preacher. He certainly attracted enormous crowds. We can join that audience now and gain the benefits of a free seminar at the feet of this master teacher, the Jew from Nazareth. Jesus, Luke says, spoke by way of a parable. Now, what's a parable? Well, a parable is simply a comparison. Jesus draws an analogy between something we all understand well and something in the spiritual realm. In this case, he tells us that his own preaching has an effect just like a farmer who throws seed on the ground. Not all the seeds germinate and grow. In other words, not all those who hear Jesus preach respond. 
The parable should really be called the parable of the different kinds of soil or the lesson about the different ways people respond to Jesus and his message. Some turn out to be successful students, but others, tragically, are failures. You see, this matter of responding to Jesus is the only activity in life which matters ultimately. That's why Jesus' teaching is the most important information ever uttered by any teacher at any time. So then, what does this parable teach us? Let me first read the story to you, and afterwards comment on it verse by verse. The sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. And other seed fell on rocky soil, and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. And other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. As Jesus said these things, he would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now that story is not difficult to grasp. Seeds obviously grow according to the quality of the soil in which they take root. So what is all this about? What is the great lesson Jesus is trying to get over to us? Now the disciples had just that question, so we shouldn't feel bad if we did not immediately see the point of Jesus' illustration. See Luke 8 verse 9. So now Jesus gets to the spiritual point of his lesson. He addressed his own inner circle of disciples, and he said this to them, To you it has been granted to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, or the mysteries about the kingdom of God. Now, what is a mystery? Well, in the Bible, this word has to do with God's great plans and purposes for the earth and for human destiny. And these are bound up with what Jesus calls the kingdom of God. That's why we've named our programs Focus on the Kingdom. That's where Jesus always focused his attention. So we should hang on to every word of Jesus at this point because he's revealing the secrets of life and immortality. He first commends his own disciples because they had grasped God's divine plans connected with the kingdom of God. How about you? Could you say that you understand God's mysteries of the kingdom? Or does that term kingdom of God seem a little unclear? Well, let's go on. To the others, Jesus said, the mysteries are given in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, that's rather arresting. Those outside are not clear about the kingdom's secrets. Somehow they hear words, but they don't grasp their meaning. They hear sounds, but they're not able to figure out what is really being said. The teaching of Jesus, in other words, to those people who are not part of the circle of Jesus' disciples, seem to be an enigma, a puzzle. They have questions about what he really means by the kingdom of God. If you are in that category today, press on. We do not have to remain in the dark. We can become like one of Jesus' inner circle, of whom he said, To you it is granted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God.
See, Jesus draws a clear distinction here between his disciples, the inner circle, and those who are outside that intimate circle of friends. To you disciples, he says, it is granted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. But it wasn't everyone who was willing to search for the truth and find it. And obviously, Jesus is here at the heart of what it means to understand truth. So here's the interpretation as Jesus gave it himself. He begins by explaining that the seed is the word of God. So it's clear that the seed sown by the sower represents the word of God. What then is the word of God? Let me surprise you perhaps at this point. The word of God is not in the Bible, just another word meaning the Bible. Often today people will refer to the Bible as the word of God. Now I believe of course that the Bible is indeed an inspired document given us by God, but the term word of God in the Bible means most often the gospel as Jesus preached it, that is the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel is alternatively called the word of God in the Bible. So you see the term word of God is not just a synonym for the whole Bible. It's a much more focused term and it means specifically the gospel message of the kingdom as brought by Jesus Christ. Let me prove this to you. If you look at Matthew 13 and verse 19, you will find the corresponding passage in Matthew's version of the parable of the sower we're examining. And in Matthew's version, Jesus said that the seed is the word about the kingdom. Now Luke 8.11 calls it the word of God. So the term word of God simply means the same as the word about the kingdom or the gospel of the kingdom. These are equivalent terms. Now that's a most valuable biblical lesson and a key to intelligent Bible study. Whenever you read of the word of God being preached as the gospel throughout the New Testament, you know that the reference is to the message of the kingdom of God, the one gospel message preached by Jesus himself. Now I think you'll see how very important it is to identify correctly what this seed that Jesus was sowing is. And here we have it plainly stated that the seed is the equivalent of the word of God, Luke 8:11, which in Matthew's version is called the word of the kingdom. And so it's proper then to understand that whenever Jesus preached, it was the word of the kingdom that he strove to get over as his message to the audience. Now, we are not dealing here with peripheral matters. We're dealing with the heart and the center of the whole biblical revelation. And what I'm suggesting here is that it is one's reaction to the gospel as Jesus preached it, which is crucial for salvation. Now, we read exactly that in the next verse, Luke 8, verse 12. Jesus said this, Those who are beside the road are those who have heard, as to say, heard the word of God, the message of the kingdom. Now, notice this carefully. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. I think you'll agree with me that we're at a very special juncture here in the whole of Scripture. What Jesus is saying in this extraordinary lesson is that it is our response, our reaction 
to a quite specific gospel message, the message of the kingdom. It is our reaction to that specific message which is the condition for our success as Christians. One would expect this verse, Luke 8:12, to be as popular and as central as John 3:16. Jesus, in this extraordinary verse, in the parable of the sower, says that it is those who respond with intelligent understanding to the word of the kingdom, the gospel message as he preached it. It is those who are going to succeed as Christians. And the devil is fully aware of this, and the devil tries to step in and to block that message of the kingdom, to jam that message of the kingdom, so that, as Jesus said, they may not believe that message of the kingdom and be saved. Our strong impression is that not enough attention has been paid to the actual teachings of Jesus in regard to the gospel. We seem to be inclined always to rush to the epistles of Paul. Now, Paul, of course, is a faithful agent of Jesus, but it makes good sense that we start by finding what kind of foundation Jesus laid for us in his own gospel message about the kingdom of God. Remember that Jesus was a Jew whose teaching must be understood in his own first century context. Join us again as we continue to probe the most basic questions about life and immortality as Jesus offers it to us in his good news about the kingdom of God.